0: Hello and welcome back. I'm Katie Shepard and this is the AHA Homeschool Podcast. Today I want to start by asking you a question. When your kids graduate, what are the things you wish to have accomplished during your time educating them at home? I'm not talking about the checklist items, right? Um, I think our our entire our entire system of schooling children. <laughs> is is just a giant series of checklists. And I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm not talking about the subjects that you're supposed to check off or, or the math or or the graduation requirements. I'm not talking about any of that. I want you to think bigger picture. When your kids graduate, what are the things you wish to have accomplished during your time educating them at home? So picture, and it might be easy for some of you who have kids that are older, maybe in high school. Um, It might be harder for others who have preschoolers, and you're just at the very beginning of this walk. But picture for a second your kids graduating. What do you want to have accomplished? What are your big goals? And... If you're like me and you started homeschooling and you didn't think about that at all, that's okay. You can start right now. Just start thinking about that now. We can, this, the beautiful thing about the homeschool journey is that you can constantly shift. And I think it's important to think about these larger overarching goals. What do we want? When they graduate, do you want to be like, oh, that's awesome. Awesome. We checked off all the things. Or do you want something different? And so when I first started thinking through and praying, or not really praying through yet, but the fir- my first thought, I guess I should say, that I had when I heard this question was, oh, like the standard society answer is, you know, quote, good grades, or like I want my kid to get good grades, or quote, I want my kid to get a good job. Have you ever stopped to think about what that is? How many times have we heard that in our life? I know I've heard it, probably thousands. What is, what is a good job? What are, what are good grades? Can you, can you define that? Can you define what a good job is? Is it. Is a good job the same for each of your children? Are, are good grades the same for each of your children? And then when you start to think about it that way, you're like, well, no. No, good grades isn't going to be the same for each of my kids because my kids were all created differently. A, a good job isn't, isn't going to be the same for each of my kids because the Lord created them all differently. The Lord's plan is not for your child to go through school and to check off all these boxes and to, quote, get good grades for, for every child to get all A's and B's in the in the subjects that man has determined that we must learn over the series of 12 years while we're in school or 13 years if you count kindergarten. That That is not the Lord's plan for your child. I can guarantee it because it, his plan for all of us is something so much greater than that. And I think when we start to 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 put these boxes around our life experiences a like good grades, you know, and we have a box that's good grades, or we have a box that's like a good job, and we define things as as certain things are good jobs, and then that that obviously implies that other things are bad jobs, and then you just kind of have to think about it from a heavenly perspective, and that just that just cannot be the way the Lord planned it, and so Then you have to ask yourself the question again and really take pause. When your kids graduate, what are the things you wish to have accomplished during your time educating them at home? So you're like, okay, well, it's it's not good grades. It's not a good job. What does scripture have to say about that? And the first verse that I thought of and prayed through when I was trying to think of where I wanted my family to land in these, these, these goals, these overarching things I want to accomplish with my children when they're home. The first verse that came to mind was Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way he should go. Um, and he, when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay. That's good. That's a good, like, that's a good place to start, right? Let, let's start there. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So here are the things I have landed on for our family. Yours most definitely can be different. I would encourage you to not make a very long list of overarching goals as I think simple is better. Um, so the first goal, and this is something uh, I have prayed through. I have looked at scripture. I have prayed through Proverbs six. My husband and I prayed through this. We have discussed this together. And these are the things that we just really felt called to land on. The first one is point our children to scripture and to God's word in all subjects and in all moments. So that's big. There's a lot of pieces to that. But I want my children to be, I want to point my children to scripture As many times a day as I possibly can. We go, we we start with scripture every day. We go back to scripture when we're reading our literature books and our read alouds and we discuss character traits and we discuss fruits of the spirit in the characters we're reading in the books. We point to scripture in history and in science and in writing. Um, we point to scripture when some when when a child is struggling with a subject i point them back to scripture we pray through those moments when two children are having a conflict um we pray together and i point them back to scripture and so our first goal in our homeschool is to point our children to scripture and God's word in all subjects and in all moments. Our second goal, our second overarching thing we wish to accomplish is to teach our children to be critical thinkers and to inspire them to be lifelong learners. So as much as we may try as homeschool parents, as much as we may try, we, we absolutely cannot teach our children everything while they're under our roof. Believe me, I fully understand the want and the need to teach my children everything. I want to cover everything with my kids, but I can't. There isn't enough time. We would all lose our minds. And I don't think we would, I don't think in trying to cover everything that that would be hitting our first goal of pointing our children to scripture in all things, right? So because trying to cram everything in is definitely not where the Lord wants us. So teach them to be critical thinkers and and inspire them to be lifelong learners. So one of the things that I always felt was wrong or off with the public school system is the need, the constant need or push to memorize facts and dates and times and places. It felt wrong when I was a student. It felt wrong when I was a teacher. And, and it felt wrong when my kids were in school. I have I have experienced the public school system from three different perspectives as, as a student, as a teacher, and as a parent. And, um, I just, I never felt like all the testing and all the memorizing of facts, it just never felt right. And if you go back and look at the history of our education system and why it was created and the philosophy the people had who created it, one of the things you'll find is that Really, the system, the 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 education system in America was created to create good workers. There's that good again. There's that word again, rather. Good, right? What is what is a good worker? That that to me is just so so subjective. What what is a good worker? And then who gets to define that? Is it is it just someone out there that gets to define that for our children? Is it someone who holds a public office? And then when when a new person takes over the public office, do they get to redefine it? And it, is, is it always the same thing or is it constantly changing what a good worker is? And so then you, I kind of took pause at that when I learned that. I was like, well, no, I don't want my children to be like good, dutiful workers. I want my children to be critical thinkers. I want them to to take information in and process it and decide for themselves what is true and what is not true. I want them to use the knowledge they have they they have acquired from the from the Bible and I want them to use the instinct they have acquired from the Holy Spirit and the knowledge they've acquired from all of our literature and our history and our science and I want them to, to take something in And to actually critically think I don't want my children to hear what someone else says and just take everything as gospel because it's not and the Bible warns us of that that there will be so many false teachers out there and people that are trying to point us away from Scripture and so I want my children to always have on the hat of being a critical thinker I want that hat to be on their heads permanently and I want them to be lifelong learners. I want them to know when they leave my house that there's so much they don't know. I want them to want to dig into historical literature and historical fiction and, and science topics they haven't learned about yet. I want them to want to dig in and learn for themselves from original sources what the truth is. I want them to be lifelong learners. And then the third thing we landed on was we want our children, we want to help them discover their passions and God's purpose for their lives. So what are they passionate about? What is the Lord's purpose for their life? You know, I mean, okay, say your child gets to the end of high school and they've checked off all of the, the math and the science and the history. Do they, But do they feel the Holy spirit inside? Do they feel, are they starting to feel n- nudges as to, to skills and unique giftings that the Lord has given them? And are they going to know his purpose for their life right away? no, there's a chance they won't. There is a chance they absolutely will. There is a really good chance. I can almost guarantee that God's purpose for their lives is, is going to change over the course of time. Um, it just, it takes time, right? And in, in each season, I think God puts a different, different calling on our life, depending on where we're at. Um, So I want to help them discover their passions. I want to help them discover the unique giftings God has given them. And then guide them toward the things that God might be calling them to. I want to teach them how to lean on him and understand the way the Holy Spirit speaks. And I want to pray with them. And I just want to help them find the thing that lights them up. I don't care what job my children have. I don't care what the title is. I don't care what the status of that job is. I care if they're following God's calling on their life. And that's when I want to really just help them work through while they're in my home. That won't be the end of that process. Most likely when they move out of my house, that won't be the end of their process of discovering their passions and, and God's purpose for their life. Um, I am super passionate about homeschooling. And there was a long period of my life where I was one of the people who said, no, there is absolutely no way I will ever mess up my children by homeschooling them. I was, I was one of those people. And now I believe the 100% the opposite because I've seen what it can do for my kids and for their heart and for their head and so it won't that process won't be over when they leave but we can most definitely start that process and work through that process with them so i know personally that passions can change but i want to help guide them through that while they live under my roof and through their education um i'll never forget one uh are the very first homeschool convention I went to um years and years ago maybe a decade maybe 8 to 10 years ago um our daughter at the time was finishing kindergarten and my husband and I were standing at a booth and and asking some questions and then when we were done asking questions the person we were talking to went over to another group of people it was a dad and a teenage boy and they started asking this same person some questions um and the dad that you know the, the 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 exhibitor i guess is what you would call them i don't even remember i don't remember what the booth was i don't know i have no idea i didn't pay any attention to those details the part that stuck out to me was that after the exhibitor walked away after he had answered their questions i watched the dad Look at the son and say, okay, how can I help you make this decision? And the son, you know, the son listed some of his concerns. And, and again, it wasn't what the son said that stuck out to me. It was that the dad said. The dad was like, Well, what lights your, what lights your fire the most? Like what, what makes you the most excited? And the son, you know, again, no idea what his answer was. <laughs> and the dad was like, okay, I want to, I want to pray through that with you. Before we pick a curriculum to buy. And I want to help you really find the thing that lights you up to study next year. And the son was like, okay, cool, dad, or whatever he said, I don't even know. And then they walked away. And I just stood there and I remember thinking, wow, this kid is in high school and he's already being directed by his father to lean on the Holy Spirit and to pray through it and to to pick out curriculum that's going to already serve his passions and his giftings, like that moment will stick with me forever. And I remember thinking just, wow, how cool to put the power of education to let our children within reason, of course, to let our children pick what they want to study, what lights them up. It's not about someone from some state board somewhere giving them a checklist of things that they have to do. It's about them taking part in leading and guiding their own education. How powerful is that? It was just, it was such an amazing moment and it stuck with me for a very, very long time. And so that is one of our goals in our homeschool. And then I would say the very last goal almost kind of family related and not school related, but to be real, when you homeschool, it is a family affair. It is it is what you do as a family. And, and the fourth goal is for the relationships within our family to be more solid than any other relationship they have outside of our family. And I know that that sounds, that sounds very different. But we have chosen to foster family relationships over everything else. And so sometimes that means on a Friday night, we're saying no to hanging out with friends, either my husband and I or the children, because we're saying yes to time with the family. And we have worked hard on this. We have prayed incessantly about the relationships between our children we have worked on character building. We have leaned on the fruits of the Spirit from Galatians. We have leaned on um, Philippians 4 8 significantly. We have leaned on those verses individually in our prayer as parents for our children and also um, together as a family. And I have to tell you, one of the greatest blessings we have experienced through homeschooling our children is the relationships they have with each other. Our kids are friends. They're, they're friends. They like hang out and play together and go outside and do sports together and explore the creek together. Our kids are friends. Do they argue sometimes? Yeah, I I would submit to you that any any group of people that live under a household are going to disagree and depending on the maturity of the people, are going to argue on occasion. Absolutely. Do I feel like our life is overrun by sibling arguments? No, not even a little bit. I, I don't even know as I'm sitting here talking to you I don't, even, I don't even think I could tell you the last time my kids had an argument. Now, I'm sure there's been small things in the last week or couple days. There is always small things. But when you have the time to be at home, you have the time to foster those relationships. And I think when we think about it as adults, very few of us as adults are still super close to the people that – We knew from elementary or middle school, maybe high school, maybe college, more likely high school and college, but very few of us have lasting, solid, foundational relationships with people that we met in elementary or middle school. And so... I have to ask you a question with that. When you get when you get to the end, you know, the end of this experience, when you get to the point when your children are, I guess it's not really the end. It's just the middle maybe. When you get to the point where your children are grown, who do you want them to be friends with more? Children at school? The, the children they met through school? Or their siblings? And I will tell you hands down for us it is siblings. I want I want their greatest friends to be their siblings and then their sibling spouses when the time comes. And so that just for us is just a really big goal. It's just something we've really focused on a lot, probably a whole nother topic for a podcast, (laughs) Um, but fostering sibling relationships. And I can tell you without a doubt that we had a lot of work to do. When we brought our kids home to homeschool for the second time, um, and it will be our final time, absolutely. When we brought them home, we had a lot of work to do. We had a lot of undoing things that it that they had learned at school. Um, none of it, well, not none, but most of it, I should say, was social things that they had learned from other kids. We had we had undo a lot, and we did. They did argue more then. And the further we get into our home education, just they don't argue as much. Um, They have a relationship. They care about each other. They, They do little acts of random kindness. Not always, oh, please do not think my children are perfect. There are moments where the other day, one of the twins, we were getting ready for breakfast and one of the twins went and got a spoon for himself and came back and sat down. And like his brother and his sister both needed a spoon and he just, didn't even think about it. You know, um, we all have, we all have selfish bents, right? We all have times where we put ourselves first and we don't think of others. I don't want you at all to think that they're perfect, but the growth I have seen from pulling them home and making the relationships between them and the Lord and them and other family members, the prioritized relationships. It's, made a world of difference for our family like we we like each other like we like we like to hang out together we go we go on vacation in a 30-foot camper for two weeks and come home and still really like each other do we have moments absolutely do i melt down as a mom you bet but overall we still like each other and that's just something that is was very important to us so to repeat those four things We want to point our children to scripture and God's word in all subjects and in all moments to teach them to be critical thinkers and to inspire them to be lifelong learners, to help them discover their passions and God's purpose for their life and to foster family relationships first. And, And I guess I shouldn't even say first because I want them to foster their relationship with the Lord first. So I should say foster family relationships second only to their relationship with the Lord. Those are our goals. And so I want you to take some time to really think about that question. When your kids graduate, what are the things you wish to have accomplished during your your time home, home educating them? Because the reason this matters, I should say, is that... Well, first of all, I want you to write down the answer to that question. And I really want you to like, think about that, pray through it, talk to your spouse about it and write it down. And then I want you to use that as your guide in all decisions you make for your homeschool. If you are trying to decide what curriculum to pick, I want you to go back to your goals. Is is the curriculum you're picking... Going to work toward those goals or going to work away against them is if you're going to sign your kids up for a bunch of extra activities, um, are the activities you're picking going to point your kids to these goals or is it is it going to pull them away from them? And I want you to think about those goals, those overarching big picture things you would like to accomplish. During the time that you just, you get to educate your children under your roof, write those things down and make sure every time you pick curriculum or activities or make a decision, you know, pick a co-op, whatever it is, anytime you make a decision about or for your homeschool, run that decision through those three to four guideposts you're writing down. And that's how you'll keep your your school on track to the things that are most important to you. And know that as you grow and mature, because you will, you will absolutely grow and mature as you educate your children at home. And as your children grow and mature, your goals might change or they might need tweaked a little. It's totally okay. Tweak them. There's, There's nothing holding me into these things. If you feel the Holy Spirit's nudging, absolutely, tweak your goals. And then just make sure you tweak your curriculum, tweak your co-op, tweak your activities to stay in line with those goals. I pray for you this week as you go through this, as you think about these, these overarching big picture things, I pray that the Holy Spirit will lead you to a place that is that is in line with his plan for your life. I pray that you can lay down the worldly um, expectations of checklists and goals and subjects and hours and all these things that we're told that education is. I pray that you can lay all that down. And think differently about what your goals are because I think the Lord, when your your children leave your home, I think the Lord would want us to have strong relationship with him over an A in algebra. I think the Lord would want our children to, to have strong relationships with their siblings over an A in biology. So I pray for you this week as you really think through and pray through this question. Thank you for joining us for this episode, and we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.